0: Hi, uh, my name is Terry Lynch. I'm the CEO of Power Nickel. Power Nickel is advancing the advanced uh, nickel sulfide project called uh, Nisk. It's in um, near Namaska, Quebec, and we've just filed our first 43-101, and we're looking forward to talking to you about that and our drilling plans for
1: 2024. Terry, good to see you, man. Good to see. Um, difficult year for uh, nickel last year it was uh, a little bit erratic, to say the least. Um, how did you navigate? The market last year as,
0: as as best we could matthew i mean you know we i think we were like flatter up a little you know which was you know okay i guess relative to our peers uh you know but i mean the reason why we were able to stay flatter up a little was because we we really just yeah you know, i think operationally hit the ball in the park you know we just advanced the deposit a lot and you know got our first 43 101 out got some major industry investment in so we did a lot of great things operationally. Didn't really get the rewards we thought we should get, but you know that's the market sometimes. And uh, you just uh, at the end of the day in mining, there's good deposits that get paid, and there's bad deposits that don't get paid. You know, so be a good deposit is the moral of the story,
1: right? I mean, you did raise a you raised a bunch of money last year at various points, like, you know, little small amounts as you kind of move things along. And again, recently, so you've obviously done a lot. So this forty three hundred one tells us what.
0: Uh, basically 7.2 million tons, uh, about two thirds of it in indicated, which is usually the reverse. So, uh, grades decent, 1.13% nickel EQ. Um, it's getting better at depth. The, the inferred section is like one and a half. Um, you know, we, we, we think that, uh, that's just a start. We'd only had one of our seven holes that we drilled last fall. The other six are coming, uh, early, early this year, you know, with assays, so that'll add to it. So we think we're, you know, in, a, in north of that number today, of course. And we'd expect our, our winter drill, drill program will you know, advance that considerably. And I, I guess what we're setting up for, we, we developed, or we found that through using uh, a new technology called ambient noise tomography, that there's a bit of a signature for our, our deposit. And uh, that signature is basically where, uh, you know, that technology measures the speed of rock. So, the Ultramafic has uh, 4,300 meters per second. Uh, when it drops off to 36 to 3,750, that's where our mass of sulfides were found, almost on a one for one basis. So, we had done a survey of about four square kilometers around our deposit. So, we found four other target zones that had the same signatures. So, we're drilling uh, those now. We're actually, uh, the drills are turning on the first target and three, uh, just which is about maybe. Seven hundred and fifty meters, uh, you know, kilometer away from NISC, Maine. So we're drilling that right now, and and uh, we'll be that'll be you know the focus of our winter drill program is to test, test these new targets and to follow up on our really uh, rich PGM hit that we had as well.
1: Okay, now I want to I want to talk to you, and I'm talking to a lot of CEOs about this. It's off the back of three tough years for um, uh, junior equities, uh, off the back of a really tough year for for nickel in, in, in terms of people's interest in it, and we'll get onto some macro stuff in a second, is a lot of companies reassessing and re-evaluating strategy, you know, uh, tr- traditional strategy, of Canada drill, drill the heck out of this thing, see how big it gets. It seems to be moving towards a case of, let's try and see how we get this thing to some economic state now. I get close to production rather than value creation. i um, You've got high-grade nickel. You've got, well, the 4301 just just come out. You, you, you're certainly, you know, in, increasing that, especially in the um indicated categories. Have you, or are you thinking about the strategy for your company? Because you, you've got to go through that growth phase. You've got to work out how to do it. Yeah, so, so, so what, we're, it.
0: what we're thinking, it, you know, we're not, uh, it's not a, a situation where we could, you know, you know go into a short-term production state do a couple of things. One, uh, focus on NISC. So we're, we're spinning off our copper gold assets. Uh, so it doesn't, it isn't a drain yet. It, we can grow because there's value there. Uh, we're, we're selling our royalty so we can turn that cash into less dilution at NISC. Uh, and then we've, uh, we're, we, you know, we're basically looking to sell a 10% stake to industry. We've made, you know, folks are aware of that. They're in their our data room now. It'll probably take through H1 to conclude that. But there's a lot of interest in, in, um, in, in, in NISC and in our deposit from industry and we expect we'll conclude that. That type of capital would would allow us to really probably run, you know, uh the next twenty four months in terms of expiration. And that would go a you know, a very long way to fully capturing the uh exploration upside of nisc so so we've got some strategic plans we're putting them in place and that's our approach to
1: explain that so i'm sure there's a few versions um on on the table here but um sell to industry sell to industry forward sale, off take jv what
0: yeah so 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 we're basically you know um what you got to do when your stock is down and when you're trading at what you believe is a fraction of a true value is to say well how do i create value for my uh shareholders So, one of the ways to create value is create scarcity. So, I'm going to sell one 10% piece. It can come with an offtake if the investor wants the offtake, which most of them would. Uh, And so, that, and I'm talking to consumers. So, whether that be Korean battery companies or Japanese trading companies, uh, those guys are all in the data room. I'm also talking with developers, whether that be the Glencores of the world or, you know, those types of people, they're there. Uh, You know, so there's, and then there's like, there's, a bunch of other guys as well. So there, there is a, there's a, you know, significant grouping of industry, consumers, investors, or traders that want to get control of nickel. especially Class One nickel in North America. So there's only going to be one piece that Power Nickel is selling, and you know we got a lot of bidders. So we're going to run a process. We're getting people in the data room now. The data room's there. It got the 43101. It's got the ambient noise uh, technology research, so people can evaluate. Come to their own conclusions on how how that enriches our development our exploration program, and so and of course we're not looking forward to do it tomorrow. We're thinking this process is going to take through H one, so we're going to start to get results back on on this drilling, which we expect to be positive. So all of a sudden, people are going to start to see this as we do that this is going to be twenty million tons or thirty million tons or maybe more. So all of a sudden, that becomes a real trophy anywhere you look at it, and these guys will want it. So that's that's the plan.
1: Okay, so, so that's the that's the plan now and explain to me because, and I do You've had the questions thrown at you, and I, and I will probably after this interview is about the. Yeah, you, know, you will be accused of giving away the upside. If you're talking about selling royalties, if you're talk about selling sort of non-core, if you're talking about selling temp selling, you're going to be. You know, people are going to say to you, "Well, hang on, you're giving away all of the upside. If you think it's as good as you do, you know, there must be other ways here." So, what, what what were the considerations?
0: Yeah, so the, the royalty uh, we're talking about selling is our uh, copper royalty in that we sold to Tech, uh, so it's, a, it's not related to NIST. So that's just the monetization of that separate asset. We would w- I agree with you. We would not be selling a royalty on, on NIST at this point. Selling a ten percent stake with a you know some percentage offtake 20 percent whatever. Uh, you know, yes, it's it does give up some of the future upside, but we're also uh, carving off our arm and our leg selling equity right now. <laughs> so there's, there, there's, a, you know, there's a fine line. So we're doing this because we feel that would be the least dilutive way forward. We feel like we get several times more than what we were getting from the market. So in that respect, it'll be less dilutive to our shareholders. So we're always doing this because obviously myself and my family are, are the biggest shareholders. So we're doing, thinking as an owner, what is our best way forward? For us, this seems like the most likely path to least dilution for our shareholders.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. And and you think that's that's the that's the that's the best thing that you can do in terms of non-deliberately, you know, um, raises through you know continual equity raises, right? Okay. Um, you got a few things going on, and we we've had a good chat or, or two in in the past. And um, I note that you obviously you filed a complaint re illegal shorting. Um, do you feel that is affecting you, or do you think really the kind of big pressures come through people's perception of? Of nickel and the the the, the threat of um, Indonesia flooding the market with all the nickel we could possibly need.
0: No, I, honestly, I think our biggest single impact on the stock price has been the naked shorters. I have no doubt about that, and uh, they suppress every move we make, and uh, it's really criminal, and that's why we file those charges, and we we're going to be aggressive with uh, dealing with that. Um, you know, of course, we're impacted by the overall you know nickel market and people's attraction to investing in, in nickel generally, but. People all also recognize that, you know, we're four or five years away from production, so it's not the nickel market today. It's the nickel market, you know, four or five years from now. And by anybody stretching the imagination, they realize there's going to be a shortage, especially of Class One nickel in North America. So, so I don't think we're really been beset by, you know, sort of the uh, the Indonesian flu, you know, in nickel, which has impacted some people, certain the West Australians that are in production today. Not our problem, but uh, uh, we think, you know. Honestly, the the shorts have been at the problem, and would like to uh, you know we've got some tactics that we're doing like the spin out of the copper gold subsidiary as a private co. That will be very tough for these guys to uh, to deal with, and that's part of the tactic. Yeah, you bring up something interesting with regards
1: to what's happened that you know why why Mincourt and, and BHP on the on the nickel front. I think that's slight overhang from the way that the deal was structured and the price which it was done it was done at a particularly poor time so i don't think that's a reflection on the poor uh nickel market at all on the, the australian stuff and i agree with you on the indonesian front i think any any indonesian project is uh, production is going to be heading up to china so um there's a need in the west for um for this critical mineral uh, uh metal and you you know you guys have got to work out how you um Get get this stuff actually out of the ground and and, and into production, um and into the North American market for sure. And so if, if I if I look at um 2024, um w- w- you know at the end of it was we'll, and you, we're talking at
0: talking in December, what will success um look like for you? So the 2024, if we were talking end of 2024, I think would have uh, expanded and successfully found another three or four pods and maybe. At least double our our, uh, our resource size, maybe triple, and and showcase the market that this thing could be really quite big. And uh, I think would have produced a feasibility study that shows a very high internal rate of return, like well north of fifty percent, maybe approaching one hundred percent. So all of a sudden, this economic uh, you know you know ability to sort of go forward and finance this into a mine will be readily apparent to the industry and to the market. And uh, that's what we'd hope to accomplish in 2024.
1: Okay. And, and talk to me about the share register now and what you think it might be at the end of next year
0: and end of this year. So, so, so we, we have about 149 million shares out right now. Uh, we've got about 28 million warrants uh, that are uh, out. And that's, I would expect those to come in over this, this course of this year. So, I'm not looking to do a lot of fresh equity. I'm lo- looking to get these warrants exercised. So that's already built in our cap structure. So I think by the end of the year, we probably, you know, that probably happens. And then we're talking about doing this 10%. So you're probably looking at getting to 200 million shares outstanding. But by then you were fully capitalized, really probably for 24 months. And that would get us to um, pretty much a full deployment on the expiration upside of this thing.
1: Right, okay. And, and so I keep saying the final question. This is the final question. I, I couldn't help but notice the, the strap line on your PowerPoint, which people should um, go look at, um, the best nickel investment on the planet. Back that up. Last words.
0: Yeah. So basically, it's all about the asymmetric nature of of our of our risk. Is that you know we're basically trading at or near our lows. We're probably from a nickel high grade nickel. So again, I would differentiate ourselves, say, from Canada nickel. Canada nickel is a is a different animal. It's got a low grade deposit. It's going to take a, a Big investment to put it in place. It sounds like they're pulling together the team to do that. Uh, the internal rate of returns in that will be at the you know their own numbers show under twenty percent, but still could be attractive if industry invests in it. That's a different animal than us. I, I'm talking about where we're talking high grade nickel sulfides compared around the world. We are definitely the lowest market cap per unit of nickel on the ground. That's why I think our asymmetric upside is is unparalleled, and where I in my view in the best jurisdiction. We're literally located off the highway, surface deposit, hydro Quebec across the street, eight kilometers outside of Namaska. It's got its own regional airport. The Cree government's in full support. we got two for one in you know, exploration financing in Quebec and two for one production financing. Got to love it. Got to love it.
1: And, like, I appreciate you uh, uh, ruffling it. You're having to do this from your phone, your your laptop is elsewhere. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I like, yeah. I do appreciate yeah, that. I do appreciate What can we do? What can we do? Well, next time, hopefully, we'll see you in PDAC. um, And, you know, keep us informed. Sounds like it's going well. Okay.
0: Sounds good, Matthew. Take care. Have a great day. Cheers, man.
1: Bye.